do you want to grow up here? I have to. I'm Alex Mack. I was just another average kid until my first day of junior high. One minute I'm walking home, the next there's a crash and I'm drenched in some weird chemical. And since then, <laughs> nothing's been the same. I'm a science project. I can't let anyone else find out. Not even my parents. I know the chemical plant wants to find me and turn me into some experiment. But you know something? I guess I'm not so average anymore. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would always you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 97, The Secret World of Alex Mack, season 1, episodes 1 through 4. Yes, that's right. Uh, Jumping into the 90s Nickelodeon series, uh, certainly a big part of my life. I know, Pete and Pete, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Dude Ranch... Global Guts. <laughs> a lot of programming. That's right. Yeah, this was kind of like a uh, second wave Nickelodeon show for me. Just because... Yeah, you had to be aging out at this point. Uh, I was probably about the same age as like Alex was supposed to okay. be. I was actually probably a little bit younger. Oh, alright. Because I was probably... I think it was It was just before I turned 11 when it debuted oh, on Nickelodeon. Okay. Alright, I, I thought it was a little later than that. Cause I think it was uh, the fall of eighty four or ninety four. Eighty four. Fall of ninety four when this started. Okay, so yeah, I mean, obviously, four episodes seems like a lot. Spoiler alert: almost nothing really seems to happen, and every episode is kind of the same. It's, it seems like a lot until you start watching it, and some of the episodes seem like they're over in like eight minutes. <laughs> so before we get into the show, I guess we should mention our. Twitter account at greatest pod. Oh yeah, that's right. Follow the show Follow on the Twitter. Show, subscribe on iTunes. Get people hyped as we approach our big episode 100. That's right. Nothing but good things. I was actually like, for some reason, I was re-listening to. Oh no! One of our pretty early episodes, and it was it was just funny how we were like really pumped about getting to like episode 25, <laughs> and we we mentioned that was a it pinnacle. a lot. <laughs> I mean, not that we're not mentioning episode 100 a lot, because we are, and we have been for months at this point. Well, it's going to be really weird once we hit, like, episode 1,000, and we go back (laughs) and listen to episode 94, when we're counting down to episode 100. Yeah, well, it's been a long 
strange oh, trip. Oh, yes, it has been. We never really knew where this was headed. Yeah. If um, we had, we never would have started. <laughs> That's true. Right. So, yeah, I mean, for me, The Secret Road of Alex Mack, it's kind of a weird thing because it, it was like after a few of the like original Nickelodeon shows that I remember from my life, and then I can vividly remember the premiere date approaching because it was one of those shows oh, they promoted the shit out of it yeah it it was rare for nickelodeon to a advertise first run apps versus any other app they just it's kind of like how cartoon network is now yeah where it's kind of just random and like they don't really make a big deal out of like premieres or new yeah. episodes it kind of just shows up well nickelodeon was they kind of wanted to dip their toes into like a kids version of like that X Files world, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, this was that all, for sure. <laughs> um, but like, I do for whatever reason. With this is like the one show that I can like really remember, like a build up to the premiere episode because it was a part of like the SNCC. Oh yeah, lineup right off the bat. A lot of Saturday nights spent <laughs> with SNCC for me. <laughs> still yeah, really. uh, but yeah i mean it was i, I don't know it's it, it so it was it was hyped up as a big deal it was very um i almost would want to say like high concept for nickelodeon at the time because it was oh, kind of just like yeah this seems crazy you know and i didn't obviously know who larissa olenic was but you know i was immediately in love right and, and what a career it would be for her <laughs> i mean being the lead uh, playing this character that's supposed to be significantly average. They always mention how average she is. And yeah. uh, and then going on to be the hot chick in 10 Things I Hate About You. And then finishing right. it all off uh, being a chick that no one can remember her name in Mad Men. She really yeah. uh, has a lot of range. Her character in Mad Men is funny. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it was one. Of, it, I think it was probably the only show that comes to mind, at least, on Nickelodeon where they were using like computer generated graphics right. for much, certain things. Uh, much to the cringe uh, reactions of us on rewatching. Yeah, the special effects in it are pretty beat and pretty much the overall look and feel of the show is pretty low scale. It definitely does not not that uh, probably most Nickelodeon shows don't hold up very well, but like this one in particular it you know when you have all of the sequences like in the uh, chemical plant and all that stuff where Alex's dad works and where the chemical comes from that gives her her powers and all that shit. Like when they actually show the the guys in their uniforms and the trucks and the hallways and the canisters, it looks really yeah not high great. school play production right. level. <laughs> so I hope that most people listening are you know vaguely familiar with the show i would think most people are uh age appropriate for knowing the show the general idea is that we have a main character alex mack she has an older sister annie annie beloved by her father alex meh yeah i mean alex or um annie's the big uh science buff on her way probably to to us to attend some ivy league college i'm sure Right, and her her their dad George works at the plant, and he's also like a big science nerd. The mom is 
I mean, both of the parents are kind of non-factors, really. But, I mean, the mom even more so kind of feels less important. But um, She's kind of just, like, subtly trying to push the dad along. Like, hey, you have another daughter. You need to talk to her, too. <laughs> That's kind of, like, what the mom's purpose is here. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems that, like, underneath the surface, they wanted to go for, like, the angle of, like, Alex kind of always looking for some sort of validation from her dad that she like never gets because Annie's like the science nerd and, and Alex is not dumb, but she just kind of is very middle of the road student. Got a, yeah. She's kind of got a streak of rebellion to her. Wears like a lot of hats. Yeah. It's interesting because if you go back and rewatch like Clarissa explains it all, which this show was basically like the replacement for that show, uh, you know, Clarissa's father more or less, related to clarissa more than clarissa's brother ferguson yeah so it's kind of like this whole it's kind of a different take on a family dynamic that you know maybe was a little more advanced i guess than what we were used to with nickelodeon they were psychologically yeah (laughs) operating on another level i mean alex will, will be like one of those uh Girls that's constantly searching for a father figure in life. And, you know, we'll probably have to go through some pretty rough relationships. I'd say so. I think we can see where this is all Her relationships with men are are going to be kind of toxic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's got a dude best friend. Ray, yes. Always kind of blurring the lines, I think, during those developmental years (laughs) when your best friend is of the opposite sex. As we've seen in Dawson's Creek. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's also the same in Clarissa with Sam coming through the window. Yeah. But, um, yeah, very, like, casual interracial vibe for Alex (laughs) because her best friend is just this black kid. Her dad's always like, what's going on there? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I mean, it's it's something that, like, is funny because uh, I feel like we did talk about this on maybe, like, I, who knows when we would maybe get out that's the only time i could think of oh, maybe true. us yeah. talking about like race at all but just kind of like that whole thing of like when you're a kid before like the world has kind of ruined you it's like i don't know i never even yeah you wouldn't even think anything of it like yeah it's just was like okay never that just seems completely normal but now like in retrospect you're like wow in 1994 that was pretty progressive for Nickelodeon. Now, Ray kind of seems like straight out of the cast of all that or something. I mean, he's wearing, he's constantly wearing shirts that have like peace signs, smiley faces, and yin yangs on them. <laughs> everybody's yeah, and everybody's 90s. clothes are like 5XL. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like of the moment. Um, so Slim I guess, fit, certainly not in rotation at this point. So the family, the Mac family lives in a fictional. Uh, corporate town of par- called Paradise Valley. I think it's pretty funny that like whenever you watch the opening credit sequence for the show, uh, it starts with like, "Would you want to live here?" Well, I have to, but they don't <laughs> even like this gorgeous town. Yeah, they don't even show you anything before they're already like right. d- dumping that. They're just like, "Here's some houses that look like they could be houses anywhere." Oh yeah, would you want to live here? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure there was a lot of like poor kids like living in like absolutely you know, tenement housing they were like yeah i'd love to yeah they were only getting to see like reruns of alex mack at their like after school <laughs> program or whatever this fucking entitled yeah fucking white seriously bitch. shut up wow <laughs> <laughs> my dad likes my sister more so basically so the, the 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 first episode gets everything kind of underway where 
Alex is on her way home from her first day of uh, junior high, which doesn't go well. She's having like a tough time. I I wouldn't say assimilating. It's... Yeah, I mean, I think she's overreacting as to how bad. Well, it yeah, is. but I mean, that's just how, I guess how it is in that kind. That of is true. I will say she shows up late to class, which was always a nightmare of mine. I I am always ten minutes early. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't want to be that person. It's the first day of school. Her schedule gets ripped in half, so she's kind of having a hard time. She shows up late. She doesn't really seem to know her anyone. Her teacher, not into it. Ray. She's... Which is weird, though, because she has lived in this town. Theoretically, <laughs> these I kids know. would be from... It doesn't make any sense. Well, she was kind of a loser, I guess. Well, she yeah, that's friends. true. And, you know, she already kind of has an encounter with, like, a a popular bully... You know, she has a crush on... A popular female bully, right? Right, right. As we... Someone we recognize. Right, Jessica Alba. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of this cast, uh, as we'd find out through other ways, not going on to have, like, huge careers or be big stars or anything, but it is, like, weird because they can always look back at those early days and be like, yeah, I was mixing it up on set with Jessica Alba. Who, let's be fair, I mean, that is not that big of a deal now. Her, no, her, I she, mean her career is probably almost the same as Larissa Lennox. <laughs> well, I mean she had a run there. I imagine her bank account is doing a little bit better. But um, so you know, in other words, she's got all of these like normal issues, and like her mom buys her like a troll lunchbox. So it's clear like the parents are really thanks not mom. with it. Yeah, I mean she's a she's a young woman now. She doesn't need a plastic troll lunchbox. That's box. always like <laughs> a sad thing. It's like. You feel just humiliated to carry around something like that, but at the same time, you don't want to make your mom sad. It's really just a hard situation. Yeah. Thankfully, though, the show is like really shallow and meaningless, so they don't even really ever address the lunchbox again, basically. Yeah, although, except it kind of earns her a nickname. Yeah, but like it never. Yeah, I know. That only lasts like just, two episodes. It's never like a thing. Like, nobody. Ask her about trolls. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, good one. <laughs> well, yeah, only Jessica Alba seems to care. And, Trying I mean, to get that going. It is funny, like, Jessica Alba's character's name is Jessica, so, I mean, <laughs> I feel fairly comfortable just calling her Jessica yeah, that, Alba. That's fine. But everything that she's dealing with is fairly normal, Up, of course, up until the point where she's walking home from school after the first day, and she's nearly hit by a truck from the chemical plant for which this development has been built around yeah uh really just a dope of a truck driver he's kind of pointed out as being a top guy well yeah i mean i think that's kind of like a joke though. yeah i think so like they're just laying it on thick for like so that even like little kids will kind of get it that he's an idiot but like yeah i mean he swerves to miss her and he hits like a fire hydrant and a barrel of this chemical uh, that we find out is called GC-161 falls out and drenches Alex. And she like it's basically like a gold bukkake yeah. covering her. And right. It's just like, it's Jesus. like straight out of Belle de Jour, like someone was just throwing like mud and feces at her. But Faces. <laughs> but it is like, what was this chemical supposed to do? Well, they do say that in one of the first four apps, where Which is what? it was like originally designed to be like a weight loss drug, so okay. that you could eat anything you wanted, but you were only supposed to take like two drops of it, and she took like a million drops of it, basically. <laughs> so the her. side effects of it, if you took two drops, would it make your stomach be able to turn into a puddle? <laughs> I don't 
don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, just because it had like some sort of uh, original intent doesn't mean that it worked. Like other weight loss programs. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know the they, ones that eventually lead to liver disease. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, what you know, was there any? lab testing done on this uh, it doesn't seem like they were it was ever tested on people so who knows what was going on i don't know like th- that's the thing i mean in addition to the actual aesthetic of the show and like the set design and all that stuff being really cheap and terrible you know a lot of the explanation for things is a little thin yeah. like i don't even really know why where he was taking this chemical it seemed like it was important but I don't. That's true. I don't. It just know. was like in some canisters, and one fell and busted open on the sidewalk. Yeah, it's and, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. It's one of those TGRI canisters. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's not that uh, different. So the truck driver Dave does get like a look at Alex, but he doesn't really know for sure who it is, and. Quickly, it kind of becomes the focus of the chemical plant, its owner, Danielle Atron, and then her head of security, Vince Carter, of all names. <laughs> and then this Dave guy, that's like ev- their mission in life now is to find this person. I guess, you know, it's never really explained because it's a kid's show, but I mean, the implication, I guess, is like, you know, potential liability issue plus also they want to see what happens to this yeah person. it is unclear what exactly is going to happen but it is this overarching feeling on the show of like well this is a secret i can't be caught if these people get me they're going to turn me into a science experiment as she <laughs> reminds us at the beginning of every episode yeah but you are like well what are they going to do i mean her dad works for the company are they going to shoot her <laughs> <laughs> well they're going to like take her into a room and Dissector. Dissector and do all kinds of tests. And I don't know. That's like the general fear. Yeah, I mean. Feels like it would be a tricky operation to pull off. I mean, people are going to notice a kid disappearing. I've We've got no indication that this is like a government funded operation. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's no explanation other I than. I mean, if the government was involved, I'd believe it. But yeah, I mean, other than like her, her dad is like a good scientist. And then like they kind of imply that Annie the older sister like when she you know graduates from college they've got a spot for but i mean yeah there's no real explanation as to what what is there a name of this chemical plant i don't even really know i can't remember what it is uh the logo is noticeable it has like various cubes on it yeah with lettering it it doesn't really matter okay probably not so at first, you know, she's just covered in this gold shit, and you're just like, okay, whatever. But then she sh- she gets back to her house, and Annie's there. It doesn't take very long, because like we said, these episodes seem like they're eight minutes long. they got to hurry up. Yeah, right. It's like almost immediately it becomes clear that she has some uh, supernatural powers, which kind of include like telekinesis and the ability to liquefy... It's which is nuts, which is the really. most yeah that's the craziest quite a few side effects i mean she really has like superpowers I, she can move stuff with her mind yeah this is very like x-men oh shit. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> the effects are terrible and you know i think like at first the the general idea is like she doesn't quite have the ability to like harness these powers now at the i will very say beginning, but it doesn't take her very long uh-uh. and meredith is kind of immediately taking over as like her trainer who is meredith oh sorry (laughs) who's her sister meredith bishop 
Who is Meredith? You mean Annie? Yeah, sorry. What's that actress's name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Her real, I would not have known her real name was Meredith. Uh, Meredith Bishop, who plays Annie. You know Meredith Bishop from all those <laughs> other things. name. All those other movies and TV shows she's been in since. Uh, <laughs> what? Meredith. Takes over as her trainer immediately, completely underselling the fact that her sister can turn into a puddle. I mean... <laughs> not yet. I mean... The 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 lack of reactions when Annie and then subsequently Ray find out that Alex has these abilities is pretty like, shocking. Uh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, whoa, man, we can't tell anyone about this. Moving on. That's <laughs> just that's pretty much the extent. Right. This is your life now. So like, yeah, I mean, Annie is just kind of coming to terms with it, and that's when like Ray shows up and he's like, yo, the <laughs> there was an accident. It's crazy. Yeah, and he's like, and they're like, oh, no, that was me. And then, like, what? And then, you know, he see where'd Alex go? And then she liquefies. And so, like, Ray is immediately in on the secret as well. And they decide pretty quickly that they're not even going to tell Alex's parents. Oh, right. I mean, they can't let this get out. Which is interesting. It, it kind of, I mean, if you're going to look at the psychology of it, I mean, it does kind of speak to the relationship between these two sisters and their parents, that they're... That they don't even think that they could take this information to them and trust them to not tell. Right. Yeah. And I think. And I do know, think that from like a kid watching it, that seems reasonable. And I'm sure someday while we continue to do this show, we'll certainly revisit this subject matter and probably talk about the series finale <laughs> where it's revealed to her parents and they're quite disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean when we, when we stick with the secret world of Alex Mack, right? And this just becomes a secret world of Alex Mack podcast, yeah, or the secret <laughs> life of Alex Mack, even. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're kind of just like, well, they. I, I get it. Like, I, I they think that their parents are. It's not that they don't trust their parents and don't think that they would want to protect them and do what's best for them. It's that they think their parents are so stupid. <laughs> That they're like, oh, we have to tell Miss Atron. We can trust her. Like they're so naive they're and so dumb. square. Like they'll they don't understand the the level of danger here. So we have to almost like protect them from themselves because yep. they'll just tell immediately because they're so stupid. They won't realize that that's a bad <laughs> idea. Right. <laughs> that's basically like the idea here. And it believe me, as like a, a ten or eleven year old watching this, it made sense. Yeah. It's like yeah, we can't tell those idiots. <laughs> Adults are dumb. <laughs> So at the first time Alex liquefies is basically like in, in front of Annie and Ray, and then that's like when the mom I think comes into the garage and is like, "Hey, have you seen Alex?" They're like, "Oh, I don't know." But it's like one of those things. She's like a puddle on the floor. The learning curve, I, insanely fast for Alex, because it's like that first time that she liquefies loses all her clothes. Well, that's what I was going to get to because this is like a pretty shocking moment to have in your pilot. So she liquefies, but like on a kids' channel. Yeah, she doesn't have control enough to like take the clothes with her. So that when she like you know comes back into human form, she's like nude in the room with Ray and Annie. And I mean, I do think this is kind of like a bizarre scene, you know, right off the bat. Oh, I would say, and I feel like certainly one that wouldn't leave Ray's mind anytime soon. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, for the for the people at home, like watching, it's like not like you 
obviously see anything but like i would say that for like a teenage girl especially one that's like 13 or so with her friend like obviously her being nude in in front of her sister's not a big deal but like her friend who's a boy is just like in the room right just certainly uncomfortable (laughs) the ramifications for her and him coming out of this seems like they're not you know they're not addressing it enough really maybe they just call it quits on the friendship it would just be too weird I mean, they do kind of position it so maybe she's behind something and he can't see, but it, it's, it still seems like it would be kind of a big moment for both of them uh, that I'm not sure either would be able to recover from. I would agree with that. <laughs> the idiots at the uh, chemical lab, which, I, I mean, I, I think we pointed this out, but just to be clear, this is the same lab where Alex and Annie's father works, like the plant. They don't really waste much time to kind of start like a task force. Yeah, because I think it's within the first episode that they already have, like, this handprint thing made that, like, you have to stick your hand in it. I guess it's going to tell whether or not either you... Because I wasn't sure exactly what was happening here. Insane technology. Are they giving us kind of a little bit of a story here where they're, they're saying that they have, like, this database, this, like, DNA database, and if you put your hand in, it'll recognize you, But or are they trying to get information by doing this like they think that if the kid who puts their hand in i I don't know they'll be able to identify it somehow (sighs) well that's the thing that i wasn't sure because i think at the initial crash site alex left a handprint in the mud and they do point that out so i wasn't sure if this was to match up the handprint yeah or if this was like they were doing some sort of a test on the hand to see to like to see if it, there was a reaction. Either way, they're going door to door, being very pushy and creepy. Yeah, with parents like we need your daughters. Well, no, it was, I guess it was your kids. It wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> we need your daughters. Get them out here. <laughs> we're rounding them up. <laughs> but but seriously though, because it's like uh, Annie gives her a handprint, right? And, and they're like Alex, not here. But then it's like, oh, wait, actually, she's upstairs. And then they're like, okay, we need her to come down. Yeah, they're like almost trying to push their way into the house. Yeah, I mean, should be pointed out, too, that midway through this episode, once this starts, this is a storyline that just continues to go on. It's like a running thing where Vince Carter and Dave, the truck driver, have sort of formed this kid hunting... (laughs) uh task force basically that's their that is their whole job yeah i mean and well okay so let's say that school like she's in junior high so let's say that school gets out at like three okay she's walking on her way home class has been out now it's probably at least like 320 she the accident probably happens in that time period of like 320 to 330 uh-huh they somehow are already going door to door in the same day, yeah, when it's, it's a still quick response. completely bright out. Like it's not even night yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what They've the fuck? Pulled this device out of nowhere. Well, that's the one thing that you learn going back and revisiting these shows from your youth is that they're all terrible, and you can't believe how dumb you were as a kid to even re- <laughs> be into these things for a second, right? Because I mean, if there wasn't any nostalgia factor when it came to this show, I wouldn't even be able to watch it for like ten seconds. Now, something that really stuck with me uh, after this scene, it's like Alex, you know, obviously not wanting to insert her hand into this device, therefore, uh, I guess, getting her caught 
we're uh-huh. not really sure what's going to happen with it, but she's she's sweating it. She doesn't want to put her hand in, so she figures she'll use her telekinesis to, I guess, take their parked car from a parked Well, first position. she knocks the hand thing out of the dude's hands. Oh, that's true. That's the first thing that happens. And then she takes the car right. out of park and now, it down the hill. Now, for me, if I was on this task force, I would say... That's suspect. We need to go back to this child. Yeah. Well, they just ignore. I mean, yeah, I mean, but this kind of is how everything plays out from here on in, whether it's her avoiding being captured by these people from the plant or whether it's like her day to day trying to get through junior high life. It's this like mix of, you know, using your powers versus not using your powers. Like with great power comes great responsibility. You know, like (laughs) I mean, that's basically right. the thing. It's like she doesn't want to. This does have a, like a Spider-Man feel. The whole definitely way yeah. the accident happens and the science part of it. Yeah, I mean, the stakes are obviously a little bit lower because there really there isn't like a supervillain intent on like destroying the world. But like, <laughs> yeah, it is kind true. of the same idea, and it is this kind of moral thing with Alex, which you know I think is represented well in the course of the first four episodes because you have her using the powers to beat the bully and her friend in basketball in the second episode right and then you have her using her powers to help her get an a on a science project that she was going to fail yes so really constantly using her powers not keeping it uh it's it's not the uh, most well-kept secret in town I feel like everyone that interacts with her, something weird happens. And if anybody ever came to question those people, they would be like, take a look at Alex Mack. I think something's going on there. Right. And I mean, you know, and then, of course, in every episode, she's using her powers to kind of elude capture from these people that she's afraid are going to, you know, take her and experiment on her or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, the second episode, that's the basketball one, right? Correct. Yeah. So the, the only thing that really jumps out to me about that episode is, okay, so Alex is kind of being bullied a little bit by Jessica and her friend. They like want to trip her and it, in the cafeteria kind of leads <laughs> yes. to like this whole food fight kind of scenario. Right. So it's basically like, we're going to stand up to the bullies and we're going to play them in basketball and the loser of this two-on-two basketball game, they're going to have to clean the cafeteria by themselves because everyone got in trouble. Well, the four of them, it was Ray, Alex, uh, Jessica, and Jessica's friend, and they are all going to have to clean the cafeteria because they all kind of initiated the food fight. But then they're like, let's do this basketball game, and then the losers have to do it by themselves. Ray, super into this. I love how the He's te- really pushing it. Well, I love how the teachers are kind of... Like, the teacher who, like, got them in trouble was okay with this. I mean, they'd be like... If the punishment for doing something at school was, like, detention, but you were like, we're going to play a basketball game, and then the winners don't have to go. The teacher's like, no, no, no. What? They agree to you it? Can't, the teacher's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. You don't dictate the terms. <laughs> but Ray is, like, so into this, like, he's really... It feels like he's, like, uh, this is somehow going to make him a star, like, beating two chicks at basketball. Yeah, it's a real cringy moment, because it's like, you're a dude, man. But he even he's, like... He basically makes it seem like I'm like almost as good or I'm I'm barely better than <laughs> the one girl or something. Yeah, the Jessica. Right. 
And the game is like pretty heated. There's like a lot of well, Ray and Alex are getting their asses beat. Yeah, and there's like a lot of dirty <laughs> moves. Alex would be like quoted after the game saying that Jessica Jalen rosed her, <laughs> and they have to resort to cheating using Alex's powers to win. Yeah, I mean, basically, well, that all she is adamant that she's not going to use her powers because Ray wants her to. Right, but they're getting creamed, and then the boy that is dating Jessica who Alex has a crush on, his name's Scott, who's, you know, as milk toast as milk toast gets, and pretty, <laughs> and, you know, probably gay. Oh, certainly. If we're going to be real about it. He show, he, but he's actually, like, unlike Jessica, he's actually, like, very nice to Alex, and so she's, like, in love with him, and he shows up. So, in order to not be humiliated, she starts using the powers, and then her and Ray end up going on to beat the two of them. So... Yeah, I mean, but it, then after the game, the one of them uh, expresses some unsettled feelings about using cheating to win. Is it Ray or is it Alex? I think it's Alex because okay. Ray's like kind of like gloating, and she's like, "Dude, you only made that shot because I put it in the basket oh, right. or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but that's her whole deal, though. Is she kind of is a good person and wants to do right, but. You know, there's kind of always this temptation to resort to using these powers to kind of help her out because, you know, let's face it, you know, middle school, junior high is tough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of why a lot you? of traumatic shit happens. Right, it's hard like, living. And the idea of a show like this, I think we we kind of talked about this when it came to kind of like families and movies like Gremlins and Honey I Shrunk the Kids and and all that stuff. Or, or even like maybe blank check or something yeah. where where, where well, it's like inventions and cool shit. In this, it's like the aspiration is: wouldn't it be fucking cool to have these powers? Every middle schooler who watches this would be like, "Yeah, I want to have these powers." Imagine how great my life would well, be. Well, yeah, but it's kind of like that Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> it's syndrome. Like yes, it is. I, you not only <laughs> have to deal with killing vampires, but just the horrors of being a teenage girl. Yeah, but Alex doesn't kill anybody. Well, that we've seen. We only watched four episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I watched a lot of this when I was a kid. I mean, it kind of fit right in there with, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And uh, what was the lot? I think oh, in the later seasons, she massacred a bunch of people. <laughs> she, master- she masturbated. Slab. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I would say the first two episodes were very breezy. Very fun, easy, light to get through. They kind of suck you in. You're like, okay, these are quick to get through. Like, uh, mindless fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously in the pilot, we get the whole story. We understand pretty quickly, like, what is happening. We have a, an average sixth grade girl who gets these powers all of a sudden, and then this is going to be her life now. The second one, we kind of are given an example of some of the benefits that she could have from these powers. Like, oh, you know, she's going to be able to stand up to bullies. She's going to potentially impress the boy that she has a crush on, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, every episode... Go undefeated and pick up basketball. Get out of detention. Every episode in the beginning kind of has like the the actual chemical plant like kind of looming over them. But, you know, it's a kid's show. It's not that scary. I think we kind of know that she's going to be okay. Well, speak for yourself. But, and this is where the other shoe kind of drops, episodes three and four were total garbage. Right. For me. Felt way too long. Yeah, they felt three or four times as long. Out the window now. You're just like, this is excruciating. <laughs> now, this is uh, in episodes 
three and four, which are called uh, shock. It's funny because when you look at the IMDb scores, the the episode three has a seven point five, and episode four has a seven point eight. But the pilot, Who are these people rating these. The pilot has a seven point four, and Hoop War has six point seven. Wow! So the first two episodes people are really down on Hoop War. Yeah, they're they're actually a lot less than episodes three and four. But I found th- I, three was okay. Four I found almost unbearable. Three it, was it a made science no project. Sense to me. Four was like the field trip to the lab. To right? the yeah, to the plant. Yeah, for career plant. day. Yeah, I mean. I I don't know. I felt like sometimes for it to only for it to be that early in the show. I mean, I felt like going having a career day at the chemical plant already was you know taking a bit much on that early on in the show's run. I mean, right. does this make sense? <laughs> Did anyone ever stop and think to themselves, "Does this make sense? Would this be happening?" <laughs> now, the fun thing about episode three is we get this kind of fun, depressed science teacher who is one of many people to just kind of openly talk about how much of a disappointment Alex Mack is and how (laughs) she's not her sister. Well, yeah, obviously recurring theme and something that Alex is dealing with uh, probably underneath the surfaces is not, you know, living up to her sister, which, you know, she kind of feels her own parents might think as well. And so having it kind of reinforced by this teacher who had Annie in class previously and now has Alex is obviously... A lot for her to take on. I was going to say the thing that jumped out to me about these two next two episodes is that we get the introduction of two more friends. That's true. The friend group growing. So we get Nicole, played by uh, Alexis Fields, and Robin Russo, played by uh, Natanya Ross. I will say it's kind of interesting that Natanya Ross is in this. You know, she you would recognize her as kind of a redheaded girl from the 90s. And Darius Love, who plays uh, Ray, because they're both in uh, Camp Nowhere, I believe, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be right. And I think it's him. Let me see. Yeah, let's take a look. Actually, that may not be him. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to remember. But Jessica Alba is in Camp Nowhere. True. In the background. So, I mean, yeah, okay. So, I I guess, like, the idea here was... The Secret World of Alex Mack. Slash Camp Nowhere. Well, episode. I was thinking like maybe something that we talked about earlier was Alex was already a part of the school district and already living there. Why doesn't she know more people? Maybe they realized that after like the first. <laughs> they're like, she okay, needs more friends. It is a little weird that this thirteen-year-old girl's friend is own like her only friend is a boy. Yeah. So we gotta like give her a couple girlfriends to kind of bounce off because of. maybe they work themselves into a shoot. You know what I mean? They're like, well, how do we, you know. <laughs> well, you can't do every storyline if her only friend is a boy. No, like there's that's certain true. things that there's not going to be able to do. So they're like, we need to get her some. I think. She, well, she probably. I think you know, Larissa Olenek. As the years went on, she probably became like a producer on the show. <laughs> had like a voice with she was what? Like 15 when that happened. <laughs> it was like John Hamm on Mad Men. It's like <laughs> she's directing episodes. Right. Yeah, she had to like kind of be very involved. In the development of her character, and she was like, "I'm a girl, god damn it! Like, I need some girlfriends." <laughs> By episode three, is right? What you're saying, yeah. yeah. Well, the only reason I wanted to bring up uh, Natanya Ross, I don't remember. I guess, yeah, I think the other girl, Alexis Fields, was in the mix as well. But we we watched some of the um, Alex Mack like 20 year reunion footage on 
Foof. Yeah, YouTube. that's right. That's our lives. <laughs> well, the secret lives of Zach and Matt. <laughs> Real bleak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... Although I, the only thing more bleak was, like, the only lives more bleak were the people attending this event. <laughs> what about that guy who was, like, the one that, like, uh, was kind of getting credited with, like, giving the idea for it, and he just got up and, like, sat on the stage with everyone? Right. <laughs> Holy shit, was that I think cringy. that, like... Our show has more listeners than people were in attendance at that event. So basically, uh, they seem to do like a series of events, but the one that was like the big main video that you can find on YouTube was like a live deal on a stage at City Walk in Los Angeles, like outdoors. It's like, so it's basically free. And it's like and it's panel outdoors. style, like, like they do it like Comic-Con and stuff. Right. And so, although usually at Comic Con, the person who's like emceeing it knows the name of the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so okay. So we see they have like the big. Obviously, the big get here is Larissa Olenek, and they oh, have her right in the first chair. Yep. And then they have the kid. They have the Darius Love who plays Ray. They have uh, Natanya Ross and Alexis Fields. They have the the woman that plays the mother and. They the, have Vince and Dave. And they the dude that played her Scott. crush. Yeah, yeah, Scott. They have... Uh, Who seems super gay now. <laughs> Not they, confirmed. They I have another character that I wasn't super familiar with who wasn't in the first four episodes. And then they have like the co-creators, executive producers, some of those people there. So they, they basically get everyone other than the dad and Annie. Right. And Annie, I think, sent in a video, which means like she, you know she wasn't flying out she was bullshit. big time in them well i she probably just She's doesn't a big live star well i'm sure she just doesn't live in los angeles and they weren't paying for her flight right so why would she come to this so you know i don't know i would assume that like people care about alex mack i mean it ran for four years or 78 episodes it was on nickelodeon everyone in our age range would know it they start this deal you're not really getting like a good shot of the audience for a while and they're, it, you can tell it's like real it's unprofessional. Very awkward from the beginning. Larissa Olenek, you can see the regret she's on her got, face. She's got a look that is kind of in her eyes of like, oh no, like, right. what did I do? Yeah, I've certainly seen that look on several first dates in my life. <laughs> Just like a real nervous deer in the headlights right. look. And, you know, the MCs seem kind of like insane. Like they're they really probably don't know even know what they're doing like what is the show like yeah but they're like half-heartedly hyping it up uh ray just completely over the top he is it's really, really milking it's this. real cringy too whenever like some of the peripheral people like the guy that plays ray and then the the girl that plays uh robin russo uh natania ross or whatever it kind when of they're like really soaking this in and milk right. and it's just like this is unbelievable i can't believe all you guys are here <laughs> and it also feels like <laughs> all you guys it also feels like they kind of organized it. Oh too, yeah, they were. Right? They were definitely like, those two and the dude that played Scott. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, it's just. I think it's safe to say that some some of the cast seemed a little more enthusiastic. Uh, probably most of them weren't enthusiastic or un. They were just kind of in the middle. But then I think to be to be fair, I think Larissa Olenek at some point over the course of it kind of loosens up and is like, okay, this is fun to see these people again. Right. 
But I will say that at some point during this one-hour video that's on YouTube, they finally cut to that crowd shot. And mind you, this is a free event <laughs> right. in public. At a f- and there's maybe like 12 people there. Universal City Walk, I mean... Some pretty decent foot traffic going through there. <laughs> it's almost know? as if people are walking around it <laughs> to avoid <laughs> right. even accidentally being on camera. Yeah. Like there is, they don't want to be seen there. It's a real sparse crowd, and I mean, oof. yeah, it's the type of video where you get chills almost immediately because you're just like, oh man, you're this, like, and not crawling. chills in a you good can't way. Get like, off chills. your couch quick enough to hide. <laughs> Just can't take the shame. It is, oof. And it kind of dawns on you, like, man, I guess nobody cares about the secret road of Alex Mack. But it it just, like, (laughs) never gets better either. Like, the whole time, every interaction is awkward. Right. It gets less and less organized and professional by the end of it to the point where... People are just coming on stage. (laughs) I mean, people people don't even know what chair to sit in. At one point... And this was kind of like a when someone's given a mic, they're like, "Should I just pass this along?" It was kind of this was like kind of what, <laughs> this was kind of like a sweet moment at first, but then it kind of went awry. Yeah, maybe this should have been like a five minute meetup, not an hour. The um the redhead Natanya Ross, she's like, "Oh, we have someone special in attendance," and it was this girl who's in a wheelchair. Who I guess you know I don't know what her deal is. I don't know what's wrong with her, but. Through through like a Make a Wish program thing back in like the nineties, this girl's wish was to be on the show, and they they made the wish come true. She's I guess in the background of a couple shots. Maybe she even has a line. I, wasn't I don't really know. Clear. She was in a couple scenes, right, of an episode. And so this this girl obviously still alive. We would find out not a terminal situation <laughs> when she was on, on the episode. Yeah, so she's here at this event at City Walk and. Natanya Ross is like, okay, uh, maybe you'd like to say some words. This so is like gonna... one of those things where they keep saying like, and guess what, people? We have another surprise for you. And every surprise, people are just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That is true. It is right. true. They keep saying like, we got one more thing for you. And it's like, nobody cares. But no, this is funny. So like, they, they're taking a microphone out. To, to talk to this this girl who's in a wheelchair and like yeah i mean <laughs> she's disabled certainly and I the mean, guy that plays ray Darius love is like and better than that and better than that like and i'm like what is he talking oh, about he, better yeah, than right. that or like more importantly or whatever he yeah, keeps saying yes yeah, that became like, like kind of his crutch he would keep saying and more importantly and i'm just like more importantly than letting this uh you know special needs person speak right like, well, he's just he, he's like plowing over her with his, yeah we, more importantly we got something else it's, make a wish foundation buried by ray he was i mean it's it's hard to even really describe the scene like it's hard to even explain this video at all like it's because it's so bizarre yeah give it a shot <laughs> yeah just look up uh, on youtube secret world of alex mack reunion he'll be glad you did right <laughs> Um, and like uh, not super high amount of hits when we some saw of the reu- there's well there was multiple uh, videos the main one I mean didn't have like an infinite amount of hits but it right was, but there were some that ha- were in the hundreds I felt like yeah in terms that's of views shockingly low <laughs> well the word you know this wasn't done through a major network or any advertising so word of, mou- word of mouth right 
So, I mean, in summary, uh, it, it's almost like we would have to do all 78 episodes of the show to actually to be, be able, able to, to like, really do it justice. <laughs> well, to really be able to get anywhere with it, because it's like we did four episodes. I don't know if we could really stomach watching anymore. And we really didn't even talk about three and four. No, there, much. I mean, what are we going to do? Break them down? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, there wasn't a lot there. Pages of notes. So <laughs> we wanted to give everyone kind of a breather episode. We know that like the Inception ones were a little bit much. Even trying right. to like for us listening back to them, it's like holy it was shit! Like, poof. You lose track of what we're talking about. Yeah, real certainly. Quick. <laughs> it's a lot to. I mean, you know, in our defense, it's a lot to try to keep straight yeah there's a lot to talk about <laughs> a lot going on there um so we wanted to do something a little bit easier and more fun you know i kind of like these old nickelodeon shows i recently watched a little bit of clarissa explains it all um and then you know i've kind of watched some of these alex max yeah i mean i rewatched all of are you afraid of the dark at some point in my 20s that's right uh <laughs> enjoyed that so would would do again uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll do... I have one of the seasons of Pete and Pete on DVD. Yeah, I, well, I, I wouldn't mind doing um, maybe an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark at some point in the future. All right. Um, but we'll see what happens. So, anyway... That's it for this week. Yeah, follow the show on Twitter, at Greatest Pod. Uh, continue spreading the word and, you know, letting people know about us. Maybe... I'm sure if I tweeted this episode at, like, some of those lesser cast members... Oh, no. <laughs> pretty fun breakdown <laughs> yeah they're like oh we got mentioned by these guys oh they're ripping us <laughs> yeah it's like who are these assholes fun how many people would show up at city walk for them ray tweets out more importantly fun deconstruction <laughs> of the alex mack reunion live show at universal city walk <laughs> i mean i did like the part where they were like they were talking about basically some apartment complex where like child actors all like hung out and lived. Yeah, that place seemed like a party. They're like, who Oakwoods? Who's no? Who knows what we're talking about, y'all? And like they're go, they're they're like pointing the camera out to like the very sparse crowd of like <laughs> of, of like eleven people, and no one is reacting. Someone's just like, woo. They're like, yeah, you know, you know, it's like some guy. I mean, like, all these people in the audience are going to know this fucking apartment complex where, like, child actors from the 90s all lived. It is ridiculous. Uh, follow the show on Twitter, at Greatest Pod. We'll be coming at you again real soon. Yeah, we're going to have a meetup at Universal City. <laughs> yeah. Brian Bell will MC it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.
We are finished. We are over. How come? You had sex with Jeff. So? Well, I never thought of it that way. I'll see you tonight. What time? Eight. Okay. 